0: Salaam, Salaam, you guys are all doing well. Um, Welcome to the Muda Podcast Live. Muda is a social network for the modest community to celebrate our lifestyle. Um, It connects women from all over the world, um, whether it be through modest fashion brands, fitness instructors, content creators, it's endless. And it's a beautiful thing about empowering women and working together. Um, For those who don't know me, my name is Felicia. I'm the founder and CEO of Meada, a Canadian modest fashion brand that shatters the stereotypes and empowers women. Uh, I'm also a mom to five, Um Today, we're gonna to be having three very special guests with us today. We have Alia from Cat Co. It's a nursing friendly and maternity wear clothing brand. We also have Dana from Mother of Pearl 91. She is a blogger, a writer at Oat Hijab, and a mom of two. We also have Adila, from Aibu Dula, who is a doula and a mother of four. So we have some amazing guests coming on today that you will love and you will benefit from. Uh, Today we have a pretty hot topic. We will be talking about, is breastfeeding still a crime? And I know that might sound a little bit crazy, but it is what it is, and it is still relevant today, unfortunately. So we will be talking about everything breastfeeding, whether it's the rude comments that we've received, whether it's in public or the shame of having to supplement, I had to personally supplement due to low supply, um, unsolicited advice, we all get it, so I'm sure you can all relate to it, uh, the pros and the cons, as well as tips on how to survive through all of that. So um, let's get to it. Our first guest today is Alia from Hey, Co. Hey Hi, hey, um, doing-
1: my name is Alia and I am with Kadinko. Co. And um, what we are is we are a mother's um, brand that sells uh, breastfeeding tops. And, um, you know, we had children wear with the boutique and whatnot. Uh, (laughs) And now we do blogging with mothers who are business entrepreneurs and women who are business entrepreneurs as well um, that can help, you know, motivate mothers. I'm not a mother myself, but I do have a lot of experience with women who have, um, been breastfeeding, and I'm a large advocate for outdoor breastfeeding and letting women just do their God-given right. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> for sure. So I just had a few questions. Um, as a maternity and nursing-friendly apparel brand, what have you seen the biggest struggles for women, especially modest women? You know, when they're looking for shopping or buying things, like what are the struggles that you, you know that you've
1: seen? There isn't a market for. Um, Any type of breastfeeding tops. A lot of women who uh, come to us are very excited and surprised that there's yes. a top that's long enough one that goes past their behind because after having a baby parts of your body grow that you're not wanting to and it's yeah. hard for you to fit into clothing and you know, <laughs> the, uh, it's baby, you know so you know when you're wearing these breastfeeding tops uh, uh, th- that was our goal is to make sure that you know they're comfortable one and uh, cotton you know, cotton type of fabric, but breathable. Um, and then and the second thing is, you know, where she can easily lift up her uh, top and then she's feeding baby. Now, the yes. largest struggle I've seen is how people perceive people outside wearing, uh, wearing you know, any type of top. So wow. just breastfeeding your baby in public, you know, it's kind of oh, like they almost want to have a heart attack. Yeah. So,
2: it's right?
1: hard. So, people know (laughs) you need you need to be ready and you need to be aware of your surroundings and if you don't like something you don't see on the outside go the other way you know um women have to feed their children so i think it's so it
2: is absolutely um you know uh for me, once I was breastfeeding my—I don't know—my son or my daughter at the time, and I was just in the airport, and the man was like, he said, "Stop and and I had a cover on, and I'm just like, "Hello, like seriously? He's, they need to eat. <laughs> like, Come on,
1: stop." <laughs> it's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. So what I would tell people is, nope. That's uh, basically our stance on it. Is you know, women should be allowed to uh, breastfeed in public. Um exactly. They' a big advocate on women Um, uh, just breastfeeding. It should come natural, and if yes. your husband don't have a covering, your baby has to eat, you know yes. you're you're outside of the home, you're not going to sit there and let the baby cry and starve because you don't have enough covering for your people comfortable and <laughs> the baby needs to eat.
2: exactly, yeah, that's so true. Uh, so do you feel women they have the support, like whether in their families or um, the doctor, the pediatrician, or like for example, lactation consultants, do you think that they have the support they need in society?
1: I don't think a lot of women have access to those type of resources. Mm-hmm. I think online has allowed people to look into those type of resources. That's how I've been educated through a lot of that. Um, with, uh, you know, Adila coming on, she has actually taught me a lot of things uh when we had our live about breastfeeding i think it's so important that we do have more educators especially women doulas um you know in home birth is so popular especially with coronavirus but you know in our parents day they you know there wasn't a hospital that would teach you postpartum um and breastfeeding is so important for the body because you know it releases the milk that is inside of you as well as it's good for the baby so yeah, I think it's very important that as Muslim women we are educated and um, as well as not just educated, but we are uh, taking the steps that we need to become, you know, uh, good uh, with our milk supply and good for our baby. Hmm.
2: Yeah, for sure. Do you feel also that there's like a stigma of like bottle fed, breastfed? You know, some women struggle, like for me personally, I kind of struggle with breastfeeding. Very- I had a little My
1: sister actually, when she was breastfeeding with her daughter, she was a preemie, the milk just wouldn't come out. Um, yes. She tried everything. She ate, you know, different foods and tried and tried. So her preemie ended up being formula. Both her preemie, preemies were formula fed. Even when my other sister tried to milk, be a milk mother to the niece and nephew, they just wouldn't take oh, her milk. So it, it just depends on the baby at that point i Mm -hmm. think um, formula fed is um not a choice most of the time when women cannot breastfeed their baby i think they either have a work you know it's a work balance type of life they it's half breast milk half pumping and then there's women who just cannot emotionally do it postpartum is a real thing and some women just don't want their baby after they have a baby i know that sounds crazy but it 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 is their mental state where they just don't feel like they're a good enough mother or their mm-hmm. their baby's a, you know, too overwhelming for them after they've had baby. So yes. I think uh, uh, not only um, people should uh, get, if you're gonna give birth in a hospital or whatnot, make sure you have an aftercare plan, like a doula or someone yeah. who can really treat your body. I, I've found that that's such a big thing to have around you is a lot of support. <laughs>
2: For sure, yeah, you definitely need the support. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, it's hard. And even in the hospitals, I remember when I was breastfeeding, the nurse was like, Are you sure he's getting enough milk? Maybe we'll give him a bottle. And I'm just like, It's the first twenty-four hours, you know? It's right. you know, but you know, that's
1: that's bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. So, um, do you have any tips out there for moms, moms to be, um how to survive kind of that journey on or like shopping for modest clothes or you know that struggle of that all that crazy unsolicited advice and you know all the struggles that they face
1: well one if you're struggling finding a breastfeeding top go to Kadenko and go to our etsy page they're only 25 us dollars and free at shipping in the U.S. because it's available here and then you know it varies in the U.K. and Canada. Um, I really believe when you're going to go maternity shopping always go for the brands uh, that are you know home-based because they're they've experimented on bodies don't buy from like um, brands that you don't know or not because it can be really tight I know there was a woman, uh, her name is, uh, well, Instagram name is Quizmo, but um, her her friend reached out to me and she told me, you know, her, she showed me her like live and she was basically choking in her breastfeeding top. So oh she God. said her breastfeeding top was awesome and it helped her out. And I think when we expand this market towards more mothers, I think that will be better for them. And I, I, I'm excited mm. because we're not stopping at our main breastfeeding top. There's more things to come and we will be this helping. I am. I'll be so excited because next year, inshallah with COVID and everything, I hope it ends. So we're able to oh, help. I, yeah. I, I really want it to go, but you it's know, making you know, life crazy. <laughs> <laughs> In
3: the
1: meantime, before it does go, we're looking to expand that. Um, to mothers and doing something new. And so we're waiting for 2021 because, you know, you need to actually look at fabric, feel fabric, try it on mothers who are breastfeeding to make sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think, you know, um, being modest while breastfeeding is impossible. Let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> Yes. I like, what it's to not say not, <laughs> I don't think the lives of the prophets were were draped with cloths and everything, and um, I don't think the companions or anybody was hitting any woman that was breastfeeding her child. Like, I, I, I don't see I don't see that as an issue that was in our religion, because our religion promotes you know the woman to take care of her child first and foremost. So anyone who has a problem with it, you know, should really refresh themselves. On, you know, lowering their gaze and, you know, it's her, aura, yeah. it, it's your gaze versus her out up because she's doing her duty as a mother.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's that's a bonding experience. And I don't know why some people, oh, absolutely. Just, you know, you hear all those crazy stories about like you're in a restaurant, they get kicked out and things like that. It's like, just come on, you know, it's yeah. crazy.
1: And now, um, where were we in... Was it somewhere? I don't know, but a lot of places in Canada when we were traveling in the airports had uh, mothering uh, nursing stations. It was in Vancouver. Oh. Different. And it was no. just like a room in the middle of the airport that they walk in and it's a mother, you know, just for nursing. Oh, so nice. That was so cool. So yeah. I think the world is adapting to mothers where mothers shouldn't have to adapt to the world. You know, that's, 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 okay. that's perfectly fit.
2: Oh, exactly, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> thank you so much, alia yeah. Thank uh, you so
1: much for having me and having me as a guest. More. And I will always enjoy talking to you and maybe another time.
3: And you're the sweetest. And thank you so much for
2: joining.
1: That's okay. See you later.
2: Take care, Hans. Uh, um, next is Dana. Oh, you're
0: more than welcome.
3: Do you want to take a moment to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Dana Shuley. I am the creator behind uh, Mother of Pearl 91. It's my personal blog type of creative space that I started after having my um, daughter. I was. We all know that motherhood can be kind of lonely sometimes, especially the first time. So I just needed like an outlet. Um, and I'm also a writer for Oh Hijab, like you mentioned, which has also been another um uh, endeavor of mine that really helps me as well go through this journey of motherhood just kind of letting my creative juices flow and write them all down on paper and connect with people and it's been alhamdulillah a really great experience. And you're also a mother
2: of two right?
3: Mother of two, Kinza and Jude. Yeah.
2: Oh mashaAllah, Nice. So what was your experience breastfeeding your kids Like um, whether in public, can you share your experience with us?
3: Yeah so alhamdulillah I've had I could say confidently a fairly good experience for the most part and that I've been blessed to have that really good support system at home. like from the mm-hmm. moment I got pregnant I knew I was gonna go the breastfeeding route so mm-hmm. I definitely let my husband know my mom and everyone around me and I, that I think that kind of stemmed from seeing my mom breastfeed all of us obviously like my siblings and stuff and then a lot of women okay. in my family do breastfeed and um, just the people that are that are around me so it was kind of like second nature to me like I wanted to try it give it a try at least mm-hmm. um, it definitely wasn't easy just because I I went that road didn't mean it was going to be easy and I did face some um, troubles like with latching with my daughter and then with my son he was latching too hard and both times yeah. I had to resort to using um, like the nipple shield which is something that I wanted to mention and say don't ever be scared to like use help like just because it's hard yeah. or start, like ask for help, um, whether that's your lactation consultant at the hospital, ask for one if it's not already provided. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of resources online. Kelly Mom is a really good website for yeah, breastfeeding. Website. Right. But, yeah, I love yeah. that website. And then just also search um, in your local community or any resources that the hospital might provide while you're pregnant. Tell them that mm-hmm. you're interested in breastfeeding and they might be able to connect you with um, different resources. So. Um, yeah yeah so always ask for help that's my number one thing and it's something that if i didn't do i feel like if, if the nipple shield wasn't introduced to me i think i would have just given up because with my daughter she just wasn't taking it she it was she couldn't grasp on and then with my son he was holding on too much that it was really painful like every time he would want to feed i'd like get butterflies and like get nervous so once i put that on it, it, yeah it helped that experience for both of us and then it made it a more enjoyable alhamdulillah um not to say that it still wasn't difficult. I mean waking up every hour every two three hours like to feed your baby, not, not easy, and obviously keeping it making sure that you're still nourished, like feeding your body because your body obviously needs that n- nourishment as well in order to give to your baby yeah. so alhamdulillah, it's it's a long journey and it's it was definitely a hard one, but I don't regret it, and I definitely did enjoy it for sure um but you had mentioned also supplementing with your kids i had to also supplement as well because my supply went down after three four months for both kids um okay. I to, yeah i continued to breastfeed alhamdulillah but i did have to supplement with formula so it's nothing to be ashamed of and there's nothing wrong with that like again when you need help you just ask for help and you, you use the resources that are available alhamdulillah we do have like something like formula that can help us um whether that's exclusively feeding formula or if we need to supplement because excuse me because our supply is going down so mm-hmm. um, alhamdulillah it was an enjoyable one and it's some and actually i just finished uh breastfeeding my uh, <gasps> my son he's uh, 15 months now and i weaned him off so that was kind of like a hard decision that's hard. yeah it would yeah. have to be done because his teeth started coming in and he was kind of taking that as a pacifier and at that point mm-hmm. like my supply it was just i was literally basically a pacifier so we just had to do that and now he's sucking his thumb so we're trying to get rid of that so my son did that yeah so and with my daughter i breastfed her for a whole year alhamdulillah so um alhamdulillah i'm very thankful for the time that that i did breastfeed and it was definitely a great bonding experience and we all know the scientific um benefits of that as well for the body so alhamdulillah i think we
2: have a question here. Uh, so to move on to the next question, do you feel um, you, women have the support they need, whether it's maternity leave or their family, their spouse even, you know, it's a big thing. Um, um,
3: yeah, I think it just really depends on where you live for sure and your support system around you or um, the community that you have around you. In general, I don't think women have enough support for sure. And those yeah. who do are very, very blessed and lucky and should consider themselves, like, very lucky to have that. Yeah, um, I gave birth in Canada, too, for both my kids, and alhamdulillah, um, I think the system there is really centered around breastfeeding. It's a priority from the hospital. Yeah. Like, they help you from, like, as soon as the baby's out. Like, they help you with the entire process. There's various resources. While you're in the hospital, they give you resources to use even outside after your um, after your discharge and everything. Um, And like the um, like the guest that just uh, got off before me said, um, they have also in different um, areas like in the in the airports and in the malls and stuff like that. They have like nursing. um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which which was amazing. Yeah, so that's helpful. So I think if if the community provides it, obviously. Like, it just depends on where you live. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure about the Middle East. I haven't lived there before. Um, I know parts of Europe do. And then in the United States, I guess it just depends. Again, um, it's not as much as I saw in Canada, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there is there is that need to keep um, encouraging and advocating for breastfeeding and for breastfeeding women and to provide those resources to allow it to be something not shameful because it shouldn't and it's not shameful. Like we all, like you guys have said, like it's our it's a natural instinct, it's a natural thing that we have, um, wow. but, but it is seen as something. I think just because obviously the the, 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 the image that society have, has of the woman's body has become very sexualized. So that's where yeah. that came from, unfortunately. So um, people just can't accept it or don't want to accept it or mm-hmm. for whatever reason.
2: A lot of the things, you know, the times have changed so much. Like when I was a baby, my mom, like it was, it was bottle feeding. Like when Moody was saying, Mudo was saying, the moment where formula was thought of a better option. So like, um, it wasn't even thought of to breastfeed. Like when I was little, you know, right. so my mom was like, I tried once and you bit me, so I gave up. <laughs>
3: so- yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's why I say it really, really depends on you, your family, your friend, or like mm-hmm. the community that you, that you're around. Because mm-hmm. again, I do have friends that were exclusively um, formula fed and their parents are the same generation as my own, but my mom breastfed all. So I think it just, it's a yeah. mentality. It yeah. yeah, so, or it's just a preference.
0: Um, yeah,
2: a lot of, yeah. Oftentimes the hospitals that, you know, and sometimes they'll say they're very pro breastfeeding and but then they'll be like, well, let's give them a bottle. you know. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, yeah. I don't want to be <laughs> to. I try to breastfeed yeah. sometimes, <laughs> you
3: know. that yeah. in Canada, they didn't have that issue. They were actually very much Proactive active and like making sure that you at least try to breastfeed. I, I had already told them that was my plan anyway, but there's like poster boards everywhere for to advocate for breastfeeding. Obviously, they're not going to force you. That's not what you want to do, yeah, but yeah. there is that support. And I'm not sure that mm-hmm. there's here in the state. Yeah, like, well, yeah, I'm
2: from Canada, but I'm living actually in Saudi. So I gave birth to my first son in Canada and then my second in Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. and the rest of the three here in Saudi Arabia. So, okay, so it was like a totally different experience, like in each country. You know, in Canada and the US, I had a lot of that support in the hospital. And even here, they're very pro feeding, But when I but that in the hospital this time, but when I went to see the pediatrician, it was like, I don't think he's gaining enough weight. He's not getting yeah. weight fast enough. He's not like, oh, not again, you know. Yeah.
3: It, it was yeah.
2: Hard. So I, each place was so different.
3: I faced that um, similar situation as well after I got discharged and then for her, for, um, one month appointment or something like her weight wasn't up to par and she was like maybe you should do this and i'm like no i still want to stick to breastfeeding like okay I, i'll consider supplementing once i know like maybe my support think- my supplies like depleting for sure but like she's still a baby and she wasn't even that underweight anyway but so mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to go with your motherly instinct and mom absolutely always, mom's yeah. always the best so mm-hmm. don't always listen to what the doctor says yeah they're not always <laughs> right <laughs> yeah no sure Hmm.
0: um so do you have any tips
2: or um you know maybe you can share the challenges you faced or any you know tips in general for breastfeeding or how to deal with you know the journey you know from start to end
3: yeah sure so um tip like tips for sure the first thing i would say to any mom is just know that it's going to be hard it's not something that's easy even if even if like somebody like me who's had Alhamdulillah, pleasant and good experience with it. That doesn't mean that it was an easy one. Um, mm-hmm. like we're, I think I think what makes it hard also is that breastfeeding is made to be, made to be like this miraculous, like innate, natural thing that's just going to happen like harmoniously. And that's not the case, at least not for mm-hmm. me. And I'm sure that's not the case for a lot of people. Like yes. it's just something that, something that you've never done, something the baby's never done. Like, and you both are trying to work together to make this work. And no. it's just not going to happen on the first go. So you just have to keep trying, um, make lots of du'a. That was my number one. Like just, if it's something yeah. that you want to do, make du'a that Allah makes this easier and know that you're getting so much ajr for, for everything that you're doing. We all, sure. we all know the blessings and the ajr we get for and our sacrifices of being a mom, but also wanting to nourish your baby with literally the best nourishment that you can give them. Um, yeah. also, mom, it's also, It's yeah. So definitely make lots of du'a, ask for help. I cannot stress enough ask for help like from those mm-hmm. that you want to get help from and from professionals. I'm not talking about obviously unsolicited advice and people <laughs> that yeah. trust. don't mm-hmm. ignore that for sure. But mm-hmm. ask people that you trust and ask professionals um, and look for those resources to help you because those do make it easier and they will allow you to continue and encourage you to keep going because it mm-hmm. can be very lonely and very, it's honestly also very, um, inconvenient sometimes to breastfeed when you're outside and your baby's Mm -hmm. a newborn or like a couple months old and they're eating literally sometimes every hour every two hours and you have to sit Mm -hmm. it's it's inconvenient it's stressful sometimes when you're like with your nursing cover trying to get the baby to latch on and people are staring at you like feed this baby give him a bottle or something like So it's it's not on an airplane. Airplane. <laughs> yeah, especially on an airplane, yes, or yeah. like in the or at a restaurant even. Yeah. Right? So I've, <laughs> I've gone through all of those scenarios, yeah, but alhamdulillah, you just, I think for me, it was the, the I was just so adamant about doing it. So those kinds of things, they, they were hard in the beginning, but then after that, I was like, I don't care what everyone thinks, they're staring at me anyways, I have hijab on, so whatever. <laughs> Hmm. so yeah. alhamdulillah um but yeah i would say definitely do those things for sure and um if you have to use uh, i always say fed is best whether it's breastfeeding or if you have to go yeah. to resort to um, formula feeding there's no shame in that and like i said i hmm. had to supplement as well with my breastfeeding and alhamdulillah we have two healthy babies so
2: alhamdulillah
3: yeah so, alhamdulillah.
2: that's amazing thank you so much Dana, for coming on and, and sharing your story with
3: thank you so you're much you're Hey,
4: Hello. how are you doing? Hey, I want to sit am Good, how are you? I'm doing
2: great. Do so you want to quickly introduce
4: yourself? Yeah, so I'm Adila. I am a birth doula. I ha- I'm also um, a postpartum wellness specialist and a mother of four. And
0: mm-hmm.
4: I live in Texas, in Houston, Texas, where you gave birth. Oh, hey. Listen, <laughs> okay. her second was born in Houston.
2: Yeah. Awesome. So what was your experience like as a doula and as a mom? Because I'm sure that's like so enriching the two coming together. Like what your experience with breastfeeding or even the moms that you helped deliver the baby.
4: Yeah. I mean, you know, every baby is different, right? That's one thing I stress to all my, my clients, um, whether it's pregnancy, birth, uh, you know, sleeping and so forth. You know, I could tell you my story, but it's always going to be different for somebody else. Um, yeah. My own experience with my kids, my first... So all my babies are born at home um, mm-hmm. with midwives. And my first, I... Um, I struggled the first two weeks, which is very normal um now, as a doula i I know that it's very normal for mothers to struggle the first two weeks. your nipples are really sore your you know your skin's getting used to the latch baby's trying to figure it out too, so yeah. I always give moms like you know give yourself that time um to to get past those first two weeks. So it's like kind of your first birth. Sure. but um with my first, she wouldn't latch uh, on my right side. And I remember pumping and like feeding her the bottle and I felt like a failure. I was like crying, it was horrible. Mm -hmm. My mother was with me. um, And I really wouldn't have gotten through it without my mom, my husband, my midwife, and my doula at the time who came, like they came, saw me the next day, give me words of encouragement. And I just realized that I I needed to just switch the position. So, you know, a lot of moms, you can't really see me, but a lot of moms will like breastfeed like cradle Right? It's kind of mm-hmm. like the, the one that we see. Um, yeah. So what what I did with my, my other breast that she wasn't latching from was I switched her to a football position. And okay. so you don't know, it's where the legs go behind you and you're holding the head in your palm and holding it like that, right? Because we're not symmetric and uh, symmetrical. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes babies latch better on one side than the other. Also, you That's produce more milk from one side than the other. Um, wow. Usually the left side, yeah that's pretty cool um, yeah so sorry my cat <laughs> so once, <You>
2: know,
4: I, <laughs> once i got past that it was fine Alhamdulillah, my second was great easy peasy she latched on latched on like a pro um yeah. she she had a lip tie uh, or okay. yeah so a lot of us hear about tongue ties which is very mm-hmm. common today um and that's where the skin down here that attaches yeah. your tongue to the bottom of your mouth is really like, it's really close to the tip of the tongue and it doesn't allow babies to have like a really deep latch. Um, okay. cause, yeah. So it can cause um, cracking, blisters, pinching. Cool. Pain. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, you know, what leads most mothers to either correct it um, where they will cut that tongue or that skin there. Um, mm-hmm. and you have to do like stretches and so forth or some moms, go-to formula, right? Because it's mm-hmm. it's a lot easier for babies to drink out of a bottle than yeah. your breasts, which is totally fine, right? Everyone has their own path. Um, but with the lip tie, it's this, the skin right here that attaches to their, uh, like right where their teeth are. Okay. It's really, yeah, it's really short. So my mm-hmm. daughter had a lip tie. It didn't bother her breastfeeding though, alhamdulillah. Um, yes. So that was good. My fourth has the same thing, doesn't bother her mm-hmm. breastfeeding, so she's, she's good. My third had a, a tongue tie, okay, uh, and it didn't bother us at first and, until he hit about three months. And mm. um, I talked to a lactation consultant because he started to kind of rear at the breast and get really fussy and not, you know, Weird. wasn't happy. Um, and I was talking to my lactation consultant, and she was explaining to me that because of his tongue tie issue, in the beginning, I had so much milk, right? When, when we first started breastfeeding, your, your breasts are engorged, yeah. your body's <laughs> trying to like balance out the milk supply for the baby, right? Am I feeding twins? Am I feeding one baby? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, and so my son was getting all the milk Um, But then at three months, your body does balance it out, which is why most of us stop leaking at night during that time, right? A lot of moms talk to me like, I'm not leaking anymore. Does it mean I'm not like, I'm not producing as much milk? I'm like, no, it just means that your body's perfected the amount that your baby needs. Well, I learned that um, my son wasn't getting the letdown because he couldn't suck it out properly. Um, And he couldn't get like the extra milk that he needed. Um, Whereas in the beginning, he was getting all the milk that he needed because it was coming out really fast and easy. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then, Sapanala, I found out I was pregnant, so I was trying to pump to increase milk supply, and pumping is hard. I mean, moms who pump, yeah. I am like, wow, because that's not- amazing. that. are <laughs> I, I It is, it takes so much effort for you guys to do that, and I'm always in awe when mothers do it at work, when they do it on the go, in the car, when they do it at yeah. home there's a lot to it that a lot of us don't realize. Um, mm-hmm. sure. I, I was like, you know, my first trimester, you're sick. I'm not feeling good trying to breastfeed my baby. It's not doing well. So Successful. yeah, it was tough. And so we switched to um, uh, donated milk and oh. uh, yeah. And then I also supplemented with formula. Oh,
2: amazing. It's a really cool journey.
4: So do you feel that
2: you had the support that you needed? And you know, the ladies that you know you work with, do you feel that they have all the support you need to you know, kind of work along this journey of trying to breastfeed?
4: Yeah, I mean, alhamdulillah, I had a lot of support, right? And mm-hmm. you're the right people. I, I had people who were in my corner. Uh, midwifery care is a lot different than OBGYN care. It's a lot more personal. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot more time spent with with patients. Um, if you think about on average, um, an OBG in the U.S. spends about 15 minutes with their patients in a yeah. morning, um, and a, a, a midwife can spend an hour with you with prenatals and postpartum visits. I think and then obviously being a doula, I just kind of have, you know, the networking and all of that. But I, I think you know, I try as much as I can because I'm also a childbirth educator. So I teach a lot mm-hmm. of parents how mm-hmm. to breastfeed, what the norms are, what to look out for, how a, a husband can support his wife in breastfeeding, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's really important, especially when we're up in the nights breastfeeding because we're doing it on our own, right? Unless you've got a girlfriend who's breastfeeding, you're texting her like, hey, I'm up. Are you up? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, husband's like, if, if you feel your wife move and she's getting out to breastfeed the baby, yes, you can't breastfeed the baby, but you just putting like your hand on their back or your hand on her thigh, something that indicates I'm here and I see you. It makes like the biggest difference. It makes us feel like we're not alone, right?
2: Yes.
4: Trying to feed a baby. Um, So I really try to tell the husbands it's super, you know, you can support her. You can support this baby with breastfeeding. Um, So I think that, you know, husbands can be our number one support if they have the knowledge and the understanding of of what it is, of what it takes Mm -hmm. to breastfeed. So communication mm-hmm. is key, right? For the wife uh, to okay. see the husband what I'm going through, you know, mm-hmm. what it's like, how they feel. And for husbands to feel receptive and, like, understanding and kind of put themselves in that their shoes so that they can give the support to the wife that they need. Um, a lot of us also don't know in the U.S., lactation consultant um, um, visits are usually covered by totally. your daughter nice yeah and a lot of people won't ask because no one really talks about lactation consultants you know Mm you talk about like how much is my birth covered right by insurance yeah usually um insurances now cover up to like three lactation visits so wow that's amazing call your insurance we all know that we get the free breast pump but call them and say hey what can you do for lactation consulting Mm
2: -hmm. yeah for sure i think you definitely have to be you know, empowered enough to be like, hey, I need this support. You know, I need this. For me, I remember I tried fenugreek, I did the mother's milk tea. What else did I do? Blessed thistle, and I forget, there's a few things. Um, but it was, you know, I think after each child, I started to use more milk. But the first one, it was like really a struggle. But my last one, I felt like I had a lot more milk, you know, versus the first, you know, two pregnancies.
4: Mm-hmm. So
2: it was like so different in each one.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's always different with everyone.
2: Yeah. So um, do you uh, feel like when your clients come, there's like some sort of stigma attached to the bottle feeding, breastfeeding and guilt that they might feel? Because I know I felt guilty to be honest
4: yeah i I always think there's stigma attached to anything you know there's stigma mm-hmm. attached to what kind of birth you're going to have. Are you having a um yeah. non medicated birth or a medicated birth uh, like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know a home birth or a birthing center or a hospital you know there's there's stigma attached to everything and i think I think for before, sure. moms we take it on a lot harder. You know, send yeah. third baby. I don't know about you guys. But for me, I was just like, I don't really care. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, You're not living in my house. You're not sleeping in my bed. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I, I do think there's a stigma behind it. And um, it's important, you know, when we give birth, we feel there's there's uh, a rawness to birth, right? All of our emotions are out there. Um, yeah. It's a very intimate time, right? We give mm-hmm. we give birth to babies like we make a baby okay yeah. it's really um you you find yourself in a different world and you're asking all these things in your head you're very unsure and and then when you give birth after that and you have the baby and you're like oh my god now i have this responsibility what am i going to do with this thing right yeah. um, and so we have these little freak out moments and so we also live on this platform of social media um, mm-hmm. And so you know, God forbid someone sees you you know feeding your baby a bottle instead of the breast, yeah. right? and someone calls you out on social media and and mm-hmm. And I think we get really concerned with our image there um when we shouldn't be, like we bring it into the house right and and you shouldn't feel that way because like you know fed is best, right, like what you guys just talked about earlier yeah. um, and I also, but I also think it's it's good to understand how breastfeeding works, like how our breasts work, how our babies work. Because a lot mm-hmm. of mothers, I find, go to formula feeding because they, number one, they think they're not giving their baby enough milk. Yeah. And I ask, why do you think you're not giving your baby enough milk? Well, because my baby is feeding every 30 minutes to an hour. He's always hungry. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. But that's normal, you see? So now we have to go back to the education.
2: Mm-hmm. Because yeah.
4: people, right? We have what we call cluster feeding. And it's when the babies, their bodies know, hey, I'm going to go through a growth spurt, right? Mm. Or I-, I need that extra milk soon. Um, and so it's the baby's way of telling your body, make more milk. I mm. need the milk in the next week, right? Or the mm. next few days, I need it. And so they start to cluster feed. And that's really normal. Um, it's the natural way for the baby to increase your own milk supply, right? Mm. When we want to, when we want to increase our milk supply, we pump because we yeah. add this, feedings that kind of almost trick our body to hey produce more milk so yes. there is a stigma at the end of the day it's your baby it's your body no one has yes. any say over it um and so i hope you know that I, but i think that we are in the movement of supporting women of supporting each other yes.
2: you mm-hmm. know
4: so i think there's change in that um and obviously mothers who are mothers and know the struggle i think they understand i would i yes. would hope so.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah I hope they would understand. Oh, yeah, I get breastfeeding's hard. Everyone has their own mm-hmm. story. Um, and sure. so, so cool. Right. How can I help? <laughs> do you need more help with anything? You know, Yeah. Um, for sure. I think instead of like offering like, hey, you should do this. It should be. Um, oh, I did this and it worked for me. Maybe it'll work for you. You know, that's yeah. I think that's a
2: better way to rephrase it to help someone because otherwise it can come off, you know, like the wrong way. Yeah, that's totally that's good advice. Um, what about challenges for maternity leave, going back to work and pumping? Like Dana mentioned, she was pumping, and then after a few months, it kind of stopped. Like the it like decreased the supply. Like, is there something that can help with that? Because not the pump you know. Sometimes it works for some moms, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, sometimes you, like you don't get exactly the same amount that you
4: feature. featuring. Yeah. For sure. So our babies are pros at this, right? They're, they're kind of like born, I mean, yes, they're, they're figuring out in the beginning, but they do become pros at pulling your milk out, whereas a pump is a machine and is not always the pro. Um, yes. And different pumps work differently. For me, um, it was always the manual pump that worked better than the electrical pump um, <laughs> and or, you know, hand expressing. A lot of women don't know about like squeezing your own breast milk out can work a lot better. Um, Mm -hmm. the other thing that we have to understand is that when we produce breast milk and lactate, we're also producing oxytocin. So oxytocin is a hormone in us that is the love hormone. Okay. So we have it when we're being intimate with our husbands, we have it when we are um, having contractions and going into labor. Um, Mm -hmm. we have it to, to bond with baby, like, so skin to skin produces that oxytocin. So, you know, if you're pumping at work, bring a picture, watch a video of your baby, know Mm -hmm. that oxytocin, that love hormone as you pump, and you will find that you actually can lactate more. Mm -hmm. Um, Also knowing that one breast will stimulate the other, so always pump both. Um, And if you're Mm -hmm. breastfeeding, you can pump the other side while the baby breastfeeds from one. So that always can help.
2: Um, I was afraid when I breastfed, like I breastfeed and then I'd try to like, you know, stimulate more supply, So I would pump directly after, but then I was like, is that not going to be enough for the baby when they wake up and eat, you know, again, I was always afraid of that.
4: Yeah. And, and a lot of moms are. And so I, you know, I, you don't really like empty out your mouth. Like you it's a factory working inside it. It's always producing yes. mouth. So it's not like it's going to run dry. Um, hmm. But you definitely do produce more milk in the morning so always try to tell like clients like try to pump the morning so if you know your baby kind of wakes up at maybe seven um maybe pump the hour before that so maybe try to wake up at six and pump and then you nurse your baby an hour later after that um Mm -hmm. and the other thing too is interesting is we produce different milk in the day versus at night right so we have more melatonin Mm -hmm. in our night breast milk so yeah so if you're pumping make sure you you write p.m. and a.m. because if you give your baby the angle you know, <laughs> yeah you, know, you yeah. Your, like sleep cycle but yeah. um, yes panel like if, if there's so much to learn in breastfeeding and that yeah. we're, still, we're still learning right they're t- coming mm-hmm. out with COVID-19 uh research in breast milk and how this breast milk keeps our, our baby safe Um, You know, the World Health Organization says it's much better for a mother who is positive in COVID to breastfeed her baby than not because the milk, mm -hmm. you know, really does protect the child. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's better. The benefits of breastfeeding is better.
2: Yeah, for sure. That's really interesting. That's really good. And um, do you have any tips out there for moms, moms to be about breastfeeding, about the journey of, you know, trying Um, to
4: breastfeed? Yeah. So lots of tips. Educate yourself. Right? Knowledge is power. Um, Right? So that's how we get rid of fear. We understand what our bodies are doing. We understand what the baby's doing. We have different expectations, plan A, B, and C. Surround Mm -hmm. yourself with support group. If you don't have family near you, there are a lot of Facebook groups that like have like due dates, like around your baby's time, which I always love. So like all babies are due in March. And there are all the moms there so you go on there and you can see all the mother's struggles and you know, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Like, my baby's doing the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or there are a lot of lactation groups that meet up around locally. So, Le Leche, on, mm-hmm. I think it's dot but they will, like, tell you where they have uh, monthly meetups through your town, your city. That's really nice, yeah. Yeah, so, like, you know, just going to see other moms breastfeed and hang out is just, is really nice. And um yeah definitely find uh um bras that fit right so we Mm -hmm. change size in in our pregnancy and breastfeeding journey so make sure you're comfortable and you're set for that the Mm -hmm. worst thing is to have a bra that's too small and then you get you know because of it yeah (laughs) Uh, it's yeah it's bad but that and you know i personally don't do the cover like the nursing cloth, I just buy loose clothing and wear like tank tops underneath, so I can lift my loose clothing up, and I still have my tank top that covers my stomach, and then I pull my tank top I do down idea. and I my baby, so I can still see my baby's face, right? But my boobs kind of covered. Uh, uh, at the end of the day, guys, you know, I know you may worry about, oh, my baby's crying in a restaurant, my baby's crying on the plane. You're never gonna see those people again. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It's ten minutes of their time where a baby's crying. You know yeah. that's okay. okay. They'll get they'll over it. They'll forget it. You know, and it's 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 not something that you need to stress yourself about. Um, sure. The other thing I want to tell a lot of moms out there too is when you when you first give birth and you have visitors coming, make sure you set boundaries. So I think that's yeah. the most important part: is setting setting boundaries and talk to your husband about those boundaries. Hey, babe. For sure. A, Right, I I want to limit people's visits to thirty minutes, right? Because Mm -hmm. then I'll probably have to breastfeed my baby. And if I'm not comfortable breastfeeding my baby in front of that person, I don't want to have to get up and go into another room because I just need a breast. No one's getting up. That's horrible. Yeah. If if people are coming to see in the hospital, it's a fifteen minute visit because if my baby starts to cry, it's a lot to latch on a newborn. It's not like latching on a six month old who can find the breast on their own, right? You have to look. mm And so forth. So, um, I think it's important for you to set boundaries to for yourself for breastfeeding. Um, but yeah. Thank you so much, Adila for coming
2: on and sharing your experience. And as a doula, it's so it's priceless this advice. So, thank you so so much.
4: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
2: No, you're more than welcome. I hope you guys all enjoyed it.
4: <laughs> I want to go.
2: Okay. Take care. I hope you guys enjoyed this live, the podcast live, where we talked about breastfeeding. Is breastfeeding still a crime? And I know that sounds crazy, but it's a challenge that we all face as moms, our moms-to-be, or the family members in our family, they have to face. So I think taking from this, being a great support system for those who are breastfeeding or trying to breastfeed, or if they're bottle feeding too, don't shame them. Don't make them feel guilty about what they're doing. You know, and give them that you know that open space where they can talk to you, but not be too pushy with that advice. So I think that is so important. I want to thank all of the guests who came today. It was amazing speaking to you all, and everyone who joined us in this live. Thank you so much for joining. Take care, guys. Bye.